Take your Bibles with me, if you will, and let's go over to Acts, the 12th chapter. Acts, the 12th chapter. Now, I was heading in a, in a different direction until in prayer yesterday, the Lord just laid something on my heart. And I was even kind of struggling a little bit, but then as I even mentioned it to our prayer team that was gathered, I could feel the, the lift of the Spirit, the favor of God. And I didn't fully realize until came in this morning and I got a, a little bit of an indication as I visited with, with some folks about uh, some things going on. And so I want you to prayerfully go with me to the throne of grace right now. And I want, you to, I want to ask you to just be in prayer right now as we believe the Lord is going to reach down from this text and he's going to speak his word to those that are here and change will take place. Amen? Father, we come before you and our confidence is not in the arm of the flesh. Our confidence, Lord, is not in our ability, Lord God, but in your availability in your reliability. Lord, our faith, Lord God, is not in our works. Our faith, almighty God, is in the completed work of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I just ask today, Lord God, that you would reach in and go where we cannot go, do what we cannot do, Lord God, be what we cannot be in the circumstances that are facing those, your children, in this house today. I pray, Father, that we would have a greater confidence than we've ever had in you. And everyone said today, amen? Amen. I want to read to you a story, a familiar story, a story found in Acts, the 12th chapter. This is Peter in prison, and I want to read to you from a different translation, hopefully to give some insight to you or maybe open up your heart to receive the word of God and in, in a new light, and I, as we look here to God's Word, I want to begin reading here in verse 1, and we're going to read a number of verses, so follow along with me. If you have your Bibles, if not, you can follow us here on the overheads. But it says, during the period, during this period, King Herod incited persecution against the church. Something sound familiar? Something found, sound familiar in the days that we're living here? King Herod incited persecution against the church, causing great harm to the believers. He even had the apostle Jacob, John's brother, beheaded. When Herod realized how much this pleased the Jewish leaders, he had Peter arrested, thrown into prison during the Feast of Passover. Sixteen soldiers were assigned to guard him until Herod could bring him to public trial. Immediately after the Passover celebrations were over, the church went into a season of intense intercession, asking God to free him. Verse 6, the night before Herod planned to bring him to trial, he made sure that Peter was securely bound with two chains. Peter was sound asleep beside two soldiers, with additional guards stationed outside his cell. Cell door. When all at once the angel of the Lord appeared, filling his prison cell with a brilliant light, the angel struck Peter on the side to awaken him and said, Hurry up, let's go. Instantly the chains fell off of his wrist. The angel told him, Get dressed, put on your sandals, bring your cloak, and follow me. Peter quickly left the cell, followed the angel, even though 
he thought it was only a dream or a vision, for it seemed unreal. He couldn't believe it was really happening. They walked unseen past the first guard post, and then the second, before coming to the iron gate that leads to the city, the gate swung open all by itself right in front of them. They went out into the city and were walking down a narrow street. All of a sudden, the angel disappeared. That's when Peter realized he was having a dream. He said to himself, this is really happening. The Lord sent his angel to rescue me from the clutches of Herod and from that Jewish leader's plan to do to me. When he realized this, he decided to go to the home of Mary, her son John Mark. And the house was filled with people praying. When he knocked on the courtyard door, a young servant girl named Rose got up to see who it was. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so excited that she forgot to open the door. But ran back inside the house and announced, Peter is standing outside. Are you crazy? They said to her. But when she kept insisting, they answered, well, it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter was still outside knocking on the door. And when they finally opened it, they were shocked. To find Peter standing there. He signaled for them to be quiet and he shared with them the miraculous way God brought him out of prison. Before he left, he said, make sure you let Jacob and all the believers know what happened. At the first sign of daylight, the prison guards were in tremendous uproar because Peter's disappearance. Herod ordered a thorough search for him, but no one could find him. After he interrogated Interrogated the guards, he ordered them to be executed. Then Herod left the province of Judah for Caesarea, stayed there for a period of time. Wow. Look here to God's word. I want to encourage those of you that are in the house today. Something that the Lord laid upon my heart yesterday, and I believe it's a promise for those that are here today. I want you to note something there. As they offered up prayers to the Lord, there's some miraculous things that took place, but one thing that I I noticed there, and this is the promise for someone today. See, the soldiers were sitting side by side, chained up with Peter. They were there knowing that the guarding of this prisoner meant that if he were to escape, they would lose their lives. It was literally, you show up to work, and if you miss your prisoner, he comes up missing, it means you're not going home that day. You are dead. So they guarded him. I want to say to you that we understand that we are in life and death situations. The enemy is guarding and trying to guard the promises that belong to God. But the miracle was the soldiers, the guards, never woke up. This is a promise to you today. The Lord 
is going to put, a sleep, put to sleep the enemy as he awakens the promises. Now, as we look there, what we see is this is evidence by the fact that the church was praying. The church was interceding on behalf of Peter. And I would say to a mother, to a father that's in this house today, your prayers are stronger than the stronghold. Your prayers are stronger than the stronghold. If there's anything that the enemy would want to stop, he would want to stop prayer in the house of God. Because prayer is threatening to the kingdom of darkness. And we need to have more confidence in prayer than the devil has in prayer. Because if he can stop you from praying, we, he can stop the miracle working power of God. As R.A. Torrey was quoted to say, Anything that God can do, prayer can do. Let that sink in just a minute. Understand, prayer is not our idea. It is an idea given to us by God. We don't need a human inner mediator. We have one mediator. His name is Jesus, and we can go directly to him because he is there already at the right hand of the Father where there's pleasures forevermore, but he is interceding already on your behalf. But what we see is that we engage ourselves in spiritual battle, in spiritual warfare against the enemy, through prayer. And if we begin to pray, begin to call out to God, I'm asking you right now, do you really believe God's going to give us clear vision next year? I mean, if you honestly believe God is going to do the miraculous in 2020 and give us clear vision of Jesus Christ, then what you're saying to me is you're a person who believes in prayer. Now, I'm not trying to twist this in any kind of manipulative thing, but understand, if we have confidence in prayer, those prayers are going to annihilate and destroy and upset the kingdom of darkness. Your prayers are stronger than the stronghold. God's going to keep, put the enemy to sleep as he awakens your dreams. Now, understand that those guards... At the end of that day, very likely, we know for sure the two lost their lives. But there's potential that 16 lost their lives that day because they all had the responsibility. When you prepare yourself in prayer, you need to prepare. You need to understand that in order for the miraculous to come forth and for changes to take place, there are times where there are things that need to die. There's things that need to die. Our pride needs to die. Our fear needs to die. The things that hold us bound need to, our bitterness needs to die. Our unforgiveness needs to die. Our wants and our worries, they need to die. If we really want to see the miracle working power of God, we give the Lord license, Lord God, to destroy whatever needs to be destroyed in our lives so that we may see the promises go free. Mm. 
as we look here to the Word of God, what we see is here we find confidence in prayer. Prayer is the unseen force that goes where we cannot go. I want you to think about your prayer right now. See, when you offer up your prayer, it goes where you physically cannot go. It goes into that prison cell where your child is bound. Mm, think about it just a moment. When you begin to pray, it infiltrates the boardroom of the inn. When you begin to pray, all of a sudden, it, it, it reaches into your tomorrow. When I said to you that my grandchildren, when they entered into this world, when they were, when they were conceived in the womb, when, they, when life was inside of them, what met them there? Decades of prayer. Decades of prayer were there. They were shaping and molding those babies in the, in the womb and nobody could see. Putting destiny in them. Putting the very desires of the Lord. Molding those babies when they come out. Prayers are there to embrace them. Oh my Lord God. Could we have a little greater confidence than hell when it comes to prayer? What do you need in order to get out of your prison? You need the church that knows how to pray and calls out to the living God. Because I believe, folks, we are on the precipice of the greatest move of God that we have ever seen. And it's not heaven's hesitation that's preventing the move of the Spirit of God in the lives of our children our children's children. We went to remote villages. We went to uh, church homes, our, our cell groups there in Puebla. Brought them a clear presentation of Jesus Christ. And as a result of a cumulative prayer and prayer time, as we called out to God for those souls, those souls are now in the kingdom of God today. How did that happen? Because heaven initiated, and heaven is initiating today. See, your prayers, just thinking about prayer, where it's able to go. It can go into my future. It can go into a womb of a mother and mold and shape a baby. It can go into a prison cell of the heart and, he, and, and, and cause that person to awaken and those chains of depression and anxiety and stress to fall off of them. It can put the enemy to sleep when he thinks he's got you right where he wants you. Your baby's not coming out. Oh, don't worry. He's just been given a, a, a sleeping pill and he's not even going to know when you get out of there. But let me tell you where my prayers can't go. They can go into my today and my tomorrow, but they can't go to my past. You're not going to find redemption in the past. You're not going to find freedom in the past. Freedom from, yes, but not to go hit the rewind button and go back to that place and redo that. You're not going to get a redo, you're going to get a renew. 
get a renewed mind to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you, Lord God, that, Lord, what I messed up personally and what others uh, tried to mess up in me personally, Lord God, I'm going to give that to you, and I'm going to accept your forgiveness, your love, your mercy, your, I'm going to pray and petition God, and I'm going to believe, almighty God, that prayer will cause the mouths of the lions to close. I believe that prayer, folks, will part the ways of the Red Sea. I believe that the prayer to Almighty God will cause the sun to stop in its strength so that you can master and destroy and bring under, under submission your enemies. If God needs to halt time in order for you to do that, Prayer can make that possible. Mm. See, some of you came in and the devil's trying to convince you that your children are too far gone. That they're too bound up. Let me say to you, their eyes are shutting because of the fatigue. Because their strength is here on earth. And their strength is limited. But let me tell you, there's a strength that comes from heaven. And all that tool and all that labor and all that frantic desire... There's a big yawn in hell right now in that hell cell. And those, those that are keeping your babies bound, they're going to sleep. And the spirit of the living God that puts them asleep, he's going to cause your promises to wake up. To wake up. Now, Peter had to make the choice. Peter had to make the choice to leave that prison cell. There's a lot of folks that have been woke up, but they hadn't left their prison cell. That, 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 that inoculation, that, that sleep, that uh, anesthetic, that anesthesia that has come on that spirit that holds them will be forever. There's a season now where people wake up, but they got to move out. We need to pray. God, give them the strength. The courage to leave that familiar, to leave that depression. If you set in the, if God awakens you in the midst of depression and you don't leave that depression, that depression will come back on you. That's all right. We can start the process all over again. God's not limited in strength and might and power, and we're not stopping until you get all the way out. Amen. I love what Andrea said. God just didn't half heal you. He didn't have to deliver you. He didn't say, Mike, you stay bound on drugs and you go ahead and serve me as you preach the gospel. He said, he didn't say, you go ahead and keep spitting the tobacco while you're between the amens. When people say amen, just go ahead and spit in the tomb, in, in, in the spittoon. No, the Lord brings us all the way out. And I'm not measuring freedom by some outward thing. But let me tell you, if there's some inward thing going on, there's going to be outward evidence. And I want you to know, as we look at fear, if we stay there and keep entertaining fear, keep listening to fear, keep obeying fear's voice, fear will put the shackles back on us when it wakes up. See, God has awakened many of you today. And he's going to awaken your kids. He's awakened some of you to forgiveness. 
but you got to walk out. He's waking some of you to, to let go of the bitterness, but you got to walk out. That argument's not going to hold when you stand before the living God and you fully realize everything he's forgiven you for. When you stand before the risen king and you look at the nail scars that are in his hands, yes, those scars are healed, but they are evidence that there was a mark. And when you see him in his brilliance and his glory, all of your what feels like weighted excuses for not letting go of that bitterness is not going to hold any measure of truth. It's going to be like, my Lord God, why didn't I let this go? Clear vision. Clear vision of eternity. Clear vision of what God is doing. We see here that prayer can go where I cannot go. Prayer can do what I cannot do. One of the generals of the faith went home to be with the Lord yesterday. We had the privilege of sitting in a service. and My son Jacob was up on the front row at one of our ministry councils here a couple years ago. Reinhard Bonnke, one of the greatest evangelists of this generation, if not of all time. He told about how that there were a million uh, people respond to an altar. He thought, he said, I have it recorded, documented. They had a system by which they, they ministered. But he said, I, I didn't know God could top that. And he said, now there was a, a next campaign. We had a million and a half. And I believe the most that he recorded and one that he shared with us was three and a half million souls come into the kingdom of God at one time and accept Jesus and had it written down and documented. Oh, my God. Thurman, you know what the first thing I asked when I found that Ryan Hart was going home to be with the Lord? That mantle, let it fall on the preachers of today. Let it not buy, go with him to heaven. It's not going to do him any good. It's going to do us all the good. Some of you listen to it, and if that's your prayer, say, God, I, I want that mantle. Uh, some measure that mantle. Some portion of that mantle. Lord, let the empowering of your spirit fall here. Why do we have confidence when we pray that prayer? Because we understand and know that prayer is the avenue by which God Allows his miracle working power to take place here on earth. Mm. Our Father, how will teach us to pray that you need to put God in his proper place. Our Father, oh, not our dictator, not our judge, our Father who art in heaven. Hallow, Lord God, you're not unhallow. I don't care what the world may be peddling as the gospel. The good news is, is our God is holy and he causes us to become holy as he imputes upon us. His righteousness done by his work. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Your resources, your ability, your reliability, your might, and your let the kingdom of heaven come. Let the kingdom of heaven come and let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray according to the will of God, we will discover the power of God. Amen. Amen. 
I love what Billy Graham said. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Prayer is the rope that pulls God and man together. This is Billy Graham again. But it doesn't pull God down to us. It pulls us up to God. (laughs) Amen. I want heaven's perspective, not my own. I want to know what God has to say about my situation, not what the devil says or what everybody else tells me about it. And if the Lord could reach into the prison through the prayers of the church and awaken Peter on that day. See, the prayers wasn't wasn't hindered by the walls. Hear me, hear me, hear me. The prayer is not not hindered by the bondage. Mm -hmm. The prayer is not hindered and not worry and not fretful over the fact that your babies are sitting in bondage right now. No, it goes well beyond that. It reaches down in there. Oh, I thanks be to God somebody prayed for me. Let me share with you just a brief testimony. I was the kind of child that you wouldn't want your daughters and your family to be around. I was the one that separated, would be separated from your kids because I'd corrupt them in my hellish ways of doing things. Now, we would go over to a friend of mine's house, and we were the ones you would call the cops on because we kept you up all night. We had alcohol, we had drugs, we had all those things going on. Wasn't hard to see. We just did it. We were there. We were loud. The music was up loud. We were smoking our weed and we were drinking our beer. Whatever else we get a hold of. Now, I was a teenager. And there was a lady who lived across the street. And I don't, I'm sure she called the cops. I won't blame her. If you keep me up at night, I'm calling. Get somebody out here to quiet you down so I can go to sleep. But I believe before she picked up the phone and called, she prayed. She would lift me before the Lord. She told me years later, she said, Mike, I'd see you in the group of those boys. And for some reason, not even knowing your name or who you were, the Spirit of the Lord told me to pray for you, that your bondage be broken, and that you would be set free. She said, I would pray for you every time that I saw you. And the reason she was able to tell me that, because two of her three daughters were in my youth group, and I was their youth pastor. See, those prayers were not hindered by my alcoholism and my drug addiction. Those prayers, unbeknownst to the enemy, as he fell asleep, God set me free. And I had to journey my way out of that addiction through the power of the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. And from that moment, the Lord, when I came into the kingdom, I I wasn't even able to define it. But I would say to you, when God saves you, he sees you through generations And immediately I would begin to pray for generations that would ascend. 
I prayed for each one of my children long before they got here. I prayed for their spouses long before they were engaged. I prayed for my grandbabies long before they were born. It's been decades I have been praying and asking God because the curse does not come without a cause. I've got to give the curse a cause to be in my life. And I don't give it any cause to be in my life. But let me tell you, the blessings of God are from generation to generation generation to generation and you are in a situation right now God sees you exactly the same he sees you through the eyes of generations let me tell you if we're going to be zealous we should at least be more zealous than hell because hell's after your kids and your grandkids and if I'd have kept drinking and kept smoking it wouldn't be that the blessings of God might not have come in some measure. But if I didn't stay steadfast before the Lord, would hope of my children and my children's children have? We wouldn't be here today. So I'm saying to somebody here right now whose child is struggling, stop blaming yourself for for their addiction. Stop blaming yourself for your mistakes in the past. Uh, you can't send your prayers to the past. It's time you make up your mind today. It's time you make up your mind today. It don't make any difference. Uh, yeah, I'm a sorry, no good. I have, but let me tell you, I am born again. I am blood bought. And my, now I have a direct line to heaven. Uh, there's always a sales signal when it comes to heaven. Uh, I can always get through. Uh, and maybe I may not be able to receive, uh, but what I do know. At the moment Daniel began to pray, God heard his voice. And there may be opposition coming against you, but it cannot stop the miracle working power of a living God. Prayer, church, changes things. And I want to leave time for prayer. Prayer is one of the most powerful forces on earth and the deadliest force against the devil. Called her crazy. You crazy girl. You're 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 off. I'm adjust your meds. You are not right. We're praying, God, deliver, 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 deliver. I'm here. God, deliver, deliver. Hey, Peter's here. Peter's here. How often do we pray for opportunity? Opportunities here saying, this is it. Crossroads Assembly of God 2020. This is the time for you to step out. I don't know that it was the absence of faith. Because they were praying, and I believe they were praying in faith that Peter be delivered. I do. I really do. I believe God gives us faith and we pray. And I believe that prayer of faith caused the angel to come down, chains to fall off, the devil to go to sleep, the devil to be destroyed, and Peter to come out. I believe it was the prayer of faith. The, the challenge was, is they had another idea of how God would answer that prayer. They thought maybe we're going to wait to the morning light. That was the cue. They're putting the morning light up there. 
They had to wait till the morning light, and at the, uh, whenever they walked in there, Herod was going to say, just go home. See, they had their idea. Naaman the leper had his idea how that Elijah or Elisha was would to come out and, and pronounce healing over him. Elisha didn't even get up from the table. He sent the servant out and said, go dip yourself seven times in the Jordan. He went away mad. His servant, oh, I love, I love servants. I, I, I want to be a servant of the king. I don't want to be anything but a servant. Because a servant just sees through a servant's heart and he said, you know, Master, if um, you wanted this big pronouncement, this big, you know, the cue the music, here comes the prophet. I'll say to you, Nathan, you, Naaman, you, you great mighty warrior, you go to the river Damascus, the clean river, and you dip yourself, dip your pinky toe in there. It'll be good. That's all you need to do. Didn't get up. A little lesson in humility. Just go down to the old muddy river Jordan, the lowest river in the world, and humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Stop trusting in your ability. Stop trusting in what you're able to do and all of your successful war campaigns and just humble yourself before God and go ahead and dip yourself, not once, not twice, but seven times. Seven is the number of covenant, and when they enter into a place of covenant with the risen Savior, all of a sudden you will decide discover that God is a God of his word and if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God he will lift you up and if the servant said if he asked you to do something hard would you do it but he didn't ask for anything hard he just asked for you to do the hardest thing which is to humble yourself and when he humbled himself he wasn't healed on the sixth go round he was healed completely on the seventh and when he came up his skin was as smooth as my grandbabies over here because God doesn't need our help. He just needs us to move when he says move, obey when he says obey. And Lord, don't let me miss the miracle by my own preconceived notions of what I think it should look like. Because it never looks like what I think it should look like. But it's always better in the long run. Let me tell you, let's don't dictate what revival is going to look like. Let's just say, Lord, we're going to pray and we're going to be ready to open that door. Mm. Got so much more. We'll have to come back to get the rest of it. Don't allow preconceived notions to dictate the answer to prayer. I'm looking for a quote. I can't find it. I don't do give notes. Oh, it's right there. If you were doing, this is Reinhardt, just as a honor this man of God. If you are doing nothing, 
God doesn't need to give you any help in doing nothing. Go out and do something impossible for Jesus. And then God will help you. You got an impossible situation right now? Chances are, if you're not praying about that, it could stay the same. But there's a greater probability that if you'll just pray through it and keep holding on to it, faith will reach in and become the lion tamer. It'll reach in and become a force shield around those in the furnace. Prayer can part the impossible waves. and Prayer can reach into the tomorrow. Oh, I can't begin to tell you the number of persons that had a disruptive, troubling past and where they destroyed everything that was good. But when they came to God and began to pray, God began to put back and restore. And they get down the road and they look back and they say, look what the Lord has done. Prayer, church. It's time that we stop slacking in this area and start finding ourselves in this place of prayer. And say, God, you do what you can do. Mothers and fathers, I say to you right now, your prayers are stronger than the stronghold.